Hello and welcome to Lippert's Built to Lead podcast, the show where we go behind the scenes to show you what it takes to be a leader in today's business and manufacturing worlds. From workplace culture to leadership development to business excellence, our team is excited to share the stories, the strategies, and the lessons we've learned throughout our journey. Our intent is to both challenge and inspire you to make business a force for good in the world as you grow yourself, your team, and your business. Join us as we dive into what it really means to be built to lead and how you can get there no matter where you are in your life or in your career. Tune in and continue your leadership journey today. Well, welcome to the Lippert Leadership Academy podcast. I'm Bill Coughlin. I work with our Marine Division for Lippert Components, and I am joined today with Edgar Cabello, who works with our um, CPG. That's right, the Core Products Group. Love it. I'm, I still go back to the, uh, we used to call it the RV products. That's right, not long ago, just yeah. weeks ago. So I, I, <laughs> but I got, the, I got the acronym down, at least. I don't have all the words yet. I know, we're still getting used to it also. I'm going to keep working on it. You know, Edgar, we are super fortunate in what we get to do. Um, we sort of look at our role in three buckets, right? To be the leadership development, yeah. to be a coach, yeah. and to truly be a trusted advisor. Yeah. You know, one of my goals this year, and I put it on uh, one of my leadership action plan cards that we work with, my focus is to really sort of drive um, towards that trusted advisor. I'm a believer in this. When we can build that relationship, and the foundation of any relationship is built on trust. When we build that trust and we earn it with our people, unbelievable where you can go. Yeah. Where they will come to us, open up, share, right? Maybe concerns, struggles, things they're excited about. Yeah. Be that trusted advisor is, is one of the areas I really want to focus on. I'm curious, where do you spend the majority of your time? On? Yeah. Yeah, man. Good to hang with you, man. Yeah. All right. Yes. This is awesome. I love just talking to you anyways, but doing it like this is also really cool. So... I mean, I probably spend most of my time coaching and, and in that role of trusted advisor. Mm-hmm. And, and that, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean like you're in a counseling situation. In fact, we try to shy away from that, right? That's, yeah, that's right. not what we're trying to be. No. We're no. not trying to be counselors, um, but we are trying to be a listening ear and an advisor when, when needed. Mm-hmm. The whole idea of being trusted is maybe the most important part of being a trusted advisor. Yeah. Yeah. So, true. and, and here's what I've discovered, Bill, is that, it does not take a long time to get people on that path with you. In fact, I think folks are hungry to be able to talk to somebody who will truly listen to them yeah. and who will, who they can trust as a confidant. Yes. I, I tell people, you know, like we're, you deal with, you know, uh, newly acquired businesses that are coming into the Lippert family. I do as well. Mm-hmm. And one of my messages to them, cause I try to be really clear when I sit down with these guys and gals on, on the front end, it's like, listen, here are the three things we're, we're the trainer, coach, trusted advisor. We take this trusted advisor part really seriously. And I, I say this to them, Bill. I say, I'm, I'm just going to tell you this. Nobody is pulling on my shirt tail asking me what you and I are going to be talking about. And that's one of the that's probably one of the things that I respect most about this company. Yeah. Nobody's going to bug me if you and I are having a conversation about what happened, what's going on with Bill. If you want to know what's going on with Bill, go ahead and talk to you Bill. Build a relationship. <laughs> build a relationship and he'll open up yeah, to you. It's exactly right. Yeah, you know? Yeah, so and true. I've made that mistake before too. I think we're all human beings. But I think what we've started to establish here in our company is just like, no, man, we're going to be really direct. It's all built into our core values. We're going to work at relationships and relationships take work. But we take this, this idea of being a trusted advisor extremely seriously, man. And it's probably the most important work we do. Yeah. Yeah. So true. 
I want to uh, I want to spend a little time today talking about um, how do we set up goals? Yep. Right. Once you have the goal, what are the expectations of your people, and then how do you hold them accountable? Yeah. And I I think you know I, I was looking on the internet and research tells us that in the United States, fifty percent of people, fifty percent come up with New Year's resolutions within the first month. Fewer than ten percent are still even working on it. Why do we fail so often? Right? What happens? And I and I think we can look at that in our personal life and our professional life. Yeah. What are some tools that you think we can use? I've got some ideas I want to share with you, but what are some tools you think we can use to once we set the goal where we're trying to get to? How do we sort of share it with people yeah. and then hold them accountable for their piece of the pie? Right? Yeah. So. Yeah, that's great. And I think what, what we're about to do right now is to unpack some of the maybe nuanced ways that, that we've discovered are helpful yeah. in terms of not just setting the goals. I mean, certainly so to set the right goals, but but also to carry through on them mm-hmm. and to really make that part of your um, to make it a habit, a good habit that you start to embrace and and a new way to live to live your life. Because you're right. You know, it's it's easy to not carry through on the things that we tell ourselves we're going to do. I'm way more motivated to make good on something I tell you I'm going to do. But I oftentimes let myself down by not doing the things that I promised myself that I was going to do. Yep, right, right. Well, it's easier. It's easier not to do totally. it. Right? I said last year I was going to get in shape. Yeah. yeah. How do I look? <laughs> not so good. You're right? a handsome fella. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. <laughs> That's not doing anything for my waistline. <laughs> my, my point is this. This year, when I, when I put that goal out, I actually put a number there. Right. I actually drove it to say, totally. I'm not just going to get in shape. Yeah. Here's my goal. Yeah. Right. That I'm trying to get to. You know what it is? 185. Oh, wow. I got a little work to do. Yeah, man. But um, but but the more I share it with people yeah. now, when you see me, you're going to be like, all right, is it working? Yeah. Right. Or you might want to put that cheeseburger down. Right. <laughs> or you're never going to get there. So having those having something out there and sharing it with others. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah, that's right. That's talk right. about talk about um, if you would. I want to talk about cheeseburgers right now. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going there. Settle down. I'm not going there. So far, I've, I, I had my dry Cheerios this morning and an, and an orange. Wow, that's yeah. impressive. Hello. Look at that. Yep, got the engine burning. <laughs> Edgar, this isn't about me. Okay. Tell me about uh, tell me about one of the tools that we use here at Lippert yeah. called Leadership Action Plans. Yeah. Do you have one? Yeah. Do your teams have them? And how are they working? Yeah, our goal this year is to get 100% of our leaders on board to have yeah. a leader action plan. Yeah. I think we're we're I'm, I think we're probably there, close to there right now. It's hard to treat, keep track of every new person that's coming in, but as soon as somebody comes into my division and I hear about them and they're in a leadership role, they're getting one of these rascals right yeah, here. Right, okay, right. so I've got one, you've got one, yep. and I I know it's really important for us. To, to make sure that our people are growing, that's the big idea. Mm-hmm. Organizations that build growth and growth planning and then resources along with that into their organizations, they're healthier, they keep their people on board longer. And I'll tell you, and I think loyalty just rises. There's, there's you know, uh, uh, surveyed uh, science behind all of this. Bill. Yeah, like if, yeah. if we provide an environment where people feel like they're, they're just getting better as individuals and as professionals, they're going to hang around for a lot longer. I agree. And, and, and as they, I think all of us want to win. Yeah. I mean, truly at our core, we want to win. Absolutely. And so when we set those goals out there, when we hold people accountable to them, when we recognize what they're doing, yeah. it just gives them more passion, right. more enthusiasm, more excitement, brings them joy. I'm a believer that that drives them to go, all right, give me something else. Let's Absolutely. go again because it can make them feel good. That's right. right. That's right. So I'm, I'm eager to talk about all this stuff, including the accountability that comes along with this. 
But what we, what I think what we want to do today is not, not so much to say, like, Hey, here's how you set the goals. And, you know, here are the things we, we really want to talk about ways that, that we kind of build this into our culture. Cause I would say we definitely, I mean, and, and Jason's led the charge on this. We definitely build goal setting and then, and then the habits that, that, that keeping those goals to not be that 10%, right. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. left right at the end of January. But but keeping those goals intact and keeping them in front of us and working on those things. I think that's what we want to get to that would be most helpful to people that might be listening to us today. Yeah, I agree. So one of the ways I, it's an old tool, been around a long time, but we talk about SMART goals. Yeah. Right. And SMART is that acronym that talks about having, you know, being specific, right? Measurable. Yeah. Right. Attainable, yeah. So it's not just pie in the sky. You can actually get there. Totally. Make it relevant for what you're trying to do. That's right. Which and is then, the R, right? Which is the <laughs> R. And then T. When are you going to get it done? Yeah. Right. When yeah. do you hit the finish yeah. line? Get yourself a deadline in there. Do you see that both personally and professionally that you can make goals? Absolutely. Like that? Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and and I, I honestly, those are all important. I think just kind of hearing you punch through that acronym right now. I think the deadline might be the most important piece of it. You know, I mean, that's the part that you want to keep in front of you and you want to keep yourself accountable. So you and I were talking just before we turned the mic on about kind of how you deal and where you put your card because the whole organization, we're asking everybody that's in a leadership role, whether you lead a team or you lead by influence, like what we do, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but not just to have one of these, but to keep it in front of them. So I keep mine in my planner, the planner I touch every single day. And, and therefore, it's just a it's a fingertip away from me. And I'm like, I, it's in front of me and I'm looking at it. The other thing that I try to do is um, not just spend time with it, look at it, but even read it out loud to myself. Yeah. And it helps kind of embed it just a little bit deeper. And sometimes that's a conviction that says like, oh, my gosh, I'm not doing this, man. What will I do now? So anyways, there's little things like that that I do, Bill, just to kind of help myself and also help others. Yeah. One of, the, one of my favorite lines from you from the day I met you, you always talk about. Keeping things in the airspace, right? Keep them in the airspace. They're there. They're alive. They're yeah. breathing, right. right? And then you're going after it. Yeah. All too often, if, if we don't keep it out there, yeah, right? It that, dies. Yeah, it dies. And yeah. that timeline just moves on and on. Yeah. Right? And that's what people may not understand about the environment that that we've built and continue to build mm-hmm. at Lipper. And, and that is, it, it's our core of everything we do, our core values. And then along with our core values, our, our, um, our, our leader characteristics, right? Mm-hmm. Our leader mm-hmm. qualities. Mm-hmm. And so those kind of make up the core of the organization. And unlike most organizations, these core values and these leader qualities are in, the, they're part of our vernacular. So talk about keeping it in the airspace. It's the language we use every day. I see it in localized plants where we have leaders that are talking about being humble and coachable. It's part of our vernacular, bro. And like, so those are the things that are alive in our environment right now Mm -hmm. and get cultivated every day to build a healthy environment. And and, because we believe that healthy things grow. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm a, I was a believer when these core values started that they weren't going to be just banners or posters sitting there. Yeah. So whenever I find an opportunity, if I see someone that's having a bad day or I, I make the assumption that they're having a bad day just because of how they're communicating, their body language. Yeah. Right? I'm going to go up and say, hey, Edgar, you don't seem like yourself today. Is something wrong? Because you know what? I care about you, dude. Right. You don't have to share with me right now if you don't want to. But, totally. hey, I'm available. Yeah. And caring about our people is one of our core values, right? Yeah. So 
team play with trust is one of our core values. Yeah. Hey, you can trust. You can come to me, yeah. right? Because I care about you. You're part of the team, right? So stay with me. Yeah. That's the only way we win. I, hear I think you can tie all of our core values just in how you speak to people. <laughs> and if you really care about them, right, it, it works. So, you know, just that example you shared, you know, because even though it was hypothetical in your delivery, it's not hypothetical in the way that we move throughout our plants, our business units. And, and I just had a situation like that in Texas just last week yeah. where I asked the gal, I, I was just like, are you okay? You just, you don't seem your normal chipper self. Right. And she just looked up at me and she says, yeah, I'm not okay. I'm like, listen, I just want you to know, I noticed. And if you'd like to talk about this, I'm available. No pressure. She didn't. She chose not to. Yeah. You know, I left town and she never said anything. But you know what's the most important thing in my mind is just like, I see you. Yeah. I see you. I see things are a little off right now. I just want to let you know I noticed. To me, that goes a long, a long way in an organization. Absolutely. Because remember what happens more often than not. In the back of her head, she's saying, well, I'm not just a number here. Right. Right. Wow, they really do care about exactly. me. Exactly. Well, or maybe it's a gut check to go, ugh. I wonder who else is seeing And that's an expression of our core values. Those yeah. things are core. If those things are core, I should say, then we will behave that way. Absolutely. And so the, our core values need to inform our behaviors. Our leader qualities must inform our behaviors because it's the behaviors that come along with the overall philosophy that are going to drive the growth of the business mm -hmm. and the mm -hmm. people. And truly, that's a goal of our leaders are to live those core values, Absolutely. live those leadership qualities. And as we see them, not, right? Our people will look at us and hold us accountable yep. to those, right? That's right? Many times, hire you go in the organization, people look and say, I want to find a chink in your armor. Yeah. In your position, in this position that I play right now, people look to say, hang on, you're going to talk to me about it? You're not living it? No, no, no. It exactly. doesn't work. Yeah. So, yep. so the, the higher you become, or I shouldn't say the more influence you yeah. have, maybe is what I should say, the more influence you have in the organization. The more others are going to look to you That's to say, exactly right. are you living it or not? That's right. You right. never get to take that hat off. No. You no. never get to take that hat off. Right. So that's the responsibility of leadership. And Absolutely. if we're, if you're, if you're not, if I'm not willing to live under that kind of scrutiny, mm -hmm. then I should probably think about doing something else, man. You know? So true. So I love that. This episode of Lippert Built to Lead podcast is brought to you by the Lippert Academy for Leadership, the team committed to enhancing your organization's leadership and cultural goals with strategic leadership development programs, on-site training, executive coaching, speaking engagement, and customized solutions. Find out how to get your organization involved at www.lci1.com backslash academy or send us a message at academy at lci1.com. That's academy at lci1.com. So let me ask you this. What happens, what do you feel happens to your organization when, when someone's not following maybe the expectation of what you have for it? What do you do? What do you do with it? Where do you go with it? How does, how does your organization deal with things like that? Yeah, so I would say you got to start. I think everything starts with the leader. You know, if somebody's lost, mm -hmm. they're the expectations haven't been made clear to them. Th then you have to go back to the source and and ask the question. It's just like so. You know, help me understand. You know, why we're having this gap in communication because oftentimes that's what it turns into mm -hmm. when somebody's not really clear about their expectations. Maybe we need to get back to the table. Back to the table. 
and, and talk about what those expectations are. So I, I wrote down a note because I knew we were going to talk about this um, just moments ago. And, and here's here's what we oftentimes lean on, Bill, and I don't think it's a heck of a lot of help to us. And that is we, we kind of reference back to our job description. All right. Yeah. And, and here's yeah. what job descriptions don't do. OK, job descriptions don't give you clarity in the day to day. They don't. Because if you look at, I think I still have my job description, and it's actually pretty much right on, but it doesn't describe everything that I do every day. Absolutely not. Not by a long shot. Right. Right? Exactly right. So job descriptions don't do that. They don't give us day-to-day clarity. They don't give us the unspoken expectations. Some of it we just talked about. You can never take your leader hat off. Yeah. We're always going to be a leader. Should we clarify for that, that for people? I would say probably so. Like when we expect you to be a certain way, act Mm -hmm. a certain way, Mm -hmm. or not act a certain way. We should probably clarify that as best as we possibly can. Yeah, yeah. So the other thing job descriptions don't do is is that it's they they don't determine how we're supposed to behave. And I think, and I think when we look at our core values, there could be some assumption based on you know ways that we behave. But you just described it a moment ago when you notice somebody's had they're a little bit down in their face. And mm-hmm. so to me, that's a behavioral thing. It's like yeah, we care about people, but here's how we behave when we notice somebody's a little bit off. So those are the types of things that oftentimes get lost in the gaps of the job description. Yeah. Is people just aren't really clear about what to do in the day to day. Yeah, I know we're supposed to make this product, but man, I'm struggling because like we're not hitting that number, and I haven't really been told how is the best way to get from A to B. I think a thing that ties in with that too, Edgar, is um, one of our core values too at Lipper talks about honesty, integrity, and candor. Yep. And sometimes holding people accountable is having that difficult conversation. Oh, yeah. But it's being honest with them. For sure. Right? And it's speaking with candor. Yeah. And listen, I'd like to tell you some things that are concerning, but I don't think Edgar can handle it right now. So I'm just going to, right? I'm just going to let him go. And we're not doing you any favors when we do that. Right? We always have to be respectful. Yeah. Man, having those difficult conversations part of being part of a leader, right? It's part of helping people to get to where you want them to yep. get to. Yep. It's uh, I was looking at a book the other day again, and I read it years ago, and it's um, by Jack Welsh. And Jack, Jack was the CEO of General Electric, yeah. right? Unbelievable. His philosophy was this. He categorized his leadership team as A, B, and C players. A players, he always had 20%. B players, 70% of sure. his leadership. And C players were 10%. Every year while he was the CEO, 10% of his leadership, he'd send out. Move out. Okay. Right? He'd send out. His goal was, I always want them to be hungry, to continue to develop, to continue to grow, continue to get better. Now, there were, sto- there were articles written about Jack that said, that was horrible what he did to those people because they really weren't that bad because they got in other organizations and they were vice presidents and presidents and they run the business. But his philosophy was this. I can keep them here, but in tough times, if I don't challenge them to be the best version of themselves, if I don't challenge them in tough times when I have to have a cut, then am I doing them any favor? Right. Because by then they're growing in their career. They might not be, um, have the opportunities to get into another organization. So, this whole philosophy was how do you become the best of the best and how do you Absolutely. challenge yourself to be the best of the best? Absolutely. I mean, he's, was, he's tending the garden. Yeah. Right. right. And, and exactly. so you're, you're basically pruning out that which is not providing life and health to the organization. And so, yeah, on, at the surface, it looks kind of heartless and cold blooded, mm-hmm. but it's his responsibility. Yeah, re- it's the leader's responsibility to cultivate the environment, the growth, that garden, so to yeah. speak, you know, of, of what is your company and to make it healthy and 
and to have a growth mindset, I, I think that's what we keep working on here at Lippert. Yeah. Yeah. You reap what you sow. Totally. Right? That's so, absolutely right, man. Yep. What you did yesterday, I appreciate it. What are you going to do today? And what's your focus we, tomorrow? We truly, How do you continue? We truly have a continuous improvement culture here at yeah. Lippert. Okay. And and that feels like pressure oftentimes, doesn't it? Sure it like, does. It feels sure like does. pressure. But but I would say it's a, it's a healthy kind of pressure yeah. that, that kind of leads us towards a growth mindset. As long as we celebrate the wins. Because yeah. there's so many small wins yeah. along the way. Yeah. So you have to do that. And I think when you do that, it engages people. Absolutely. Right? To even want to do more. Yeah. We work with an outside firm yep. for the past few years on engagement surveys, and it's given us some great feedback yes, it has. to say where are we at and how do we continually get better? Yeah. How do we continually grow? And each and every year, we up that bar, yeah. right? The expectations <laughs> come from the top to go, yeah. all right, let's go. We want more people to give us honest feedback yes. on how we can right, make the place better. It's another one of those tools, Bill, that you know oftentimes get left on the table in organizations. And we take our survey process extremely seriously, man. Like we spend a lot of time on it. And you know, when it's survey season, we're investing a ton of our time just kind of driving the action planning. Like yeah. we do comprehensive action planning on the, on the back heels of a survey. So, and that, this kind of like takes me back to the thing that, that you started to press in on that. And that's the tough conversations mm-hmm. because because even with survey results, that can sometimes turn into a more candid conversation about like, man, why are things so bad in this department yeah. right now? Yeah. And then you start to dig into that. So I think that's another critical piece of, of how we're actually caring for people, because I think one of the best things you could do for somebody when you care about them is to be square with them. Yeah, right. Absolutely. absolutely. I mean, not to not to be a jerk, but to be kind hearted, but be square, like go into those conversations. Last conversation I had on Friday to finish my week mm-hmm. just last week. So I'm sitting with a with one of our, our leaders, probably second level leader in one of our plants last mm-hmm. week. And he asked me if I would sit in on a conversation with him and one of their leads. She walks into the office, you know, and she's like, am I in trouble? I'm like, no, you're not in trouble at all. But we got to get some things on the table right now. Yeah. We have to get some things on the table. So let me just tell you just quickly the little exercise we did. I'm like, I want you to tell me right now, what what's your reputation on the floor from some of your team members? I just want you to tell me what you think they might be saying. Yeah. She made a list. Yeah. For us, it wasn't great. Mm-hmm. She knew what we were driving at, okay? And then I had him help out to kind of round that thing out. And then I said, now what Now what I want you to do, I want you to tell me the kind of leader you want to be. What's the kind of leader you want to be? Right. What do you want What do you want your team to say about you on the floor? Mm-hmm. And then she came up with a totally different list on the other side. I'm like, you're not in trouble, but we've got to get, we've got to change this column on the left to look more like what you want on the yeah. right. This is about yeah. getting you to be the kind of leader that you want to be. She thought she was in trouble, man. And we had a tough conversation. Mm -hmm. We talked about the things that's kind of keeping her from moving forward in this organization, but we were very candid with her and we did it in a way that provided life for her. And I think she went into the weekend, hopefully with some things to think about. There was a little bit of pressure there, right? Yeah. But in an encouraging way. So you basically put a mirror in front of her to say, Hey, here's what you look like today, but what do you want to look like tomorrow? Right. And then it'll be interesting now to today do a follow-up and say, Hey, how was your weekend? Yep. How are you coming in today? I'll see her later. What do you want? Yeah. Yep. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll go see her at her station today and I'm going to talk to her about that. And then she and I have a contingency plan on the back end of how we're going to help her get there. Yeah. And how great when you come alongside of them and she starts to see some of those things and she'll get feedback. You know that as well as I do. Oh my gosh. And that's a, that's, that's the growth part. 
right? So you, you were talking about accountability. I mean, this is how we build accountability, you know, into the organization. Mm-hmm. And she's being held accountable. She's, she's a phenomenal production professional. She's really good on the floor. Yeah. She gets things done, okay? Mm-hmm. Not the problem. Yeah. Right. The problem is her team just doesn't think highly of her, and we can't let that continue on. No, we're doing her no favors or the organization or those people or those people that any have favors to, by letting that continue on, man. Absolutely. We have to have candid conversations. We got to have the tough conversations. Yeah. And many times when you have that difficult conversation, the others, not even the person you talk to, the others are the ones that come back and go, hey, thanks a million. <laughs> oh, or, wow, have I seen a change in her and I yeah. can't thank you enough. Don't or, you love when that happens? Yeah, There's absolutely. There's nothing more yeah. satisfying. Yeah. Sometimes they come up and they say, what took you so long? Right. <laughs> well, maybe you should spoke up too. Yeah. Because any of us can help each other if we do it the right way and we yeah. do it respectful. Absolutely. Right? Yep. And I, that's the, so let's talk about that for a second because I think that's the misunderstanding when it comes to tough conversations. Why so many of us are actually conflict avoidant mm-hmm. is because we feel, and I, I believe this is true, I think people feel like they got to put on some kind of tough guy um, persona to have the difficult conversation. I'm like, that is not it. That's just the opposite. That's the opposite. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's no better, there's no better time to be a, a real professional than when you want to open that door for that difficult conversation. Mm-hmm. And that takes some coaching. A lot of people don't know how to get there. I think if people can actually get through the front door, then they're going to be fine. I think the other thing that people don't do in tough conversations, sometimes in the name of like, I'm just going to do it. I want to get it done and over with is they don't prepare. Yeah. And oftentimes they come away with something less than what they were hoping oh, for. Absolutely. And they go, and then, and then when they get that, they go, I'll never do that again. Exactly. Right? So it takes time to prepare. It, it takes does. time. And you, have you have better heart. take time to prepare. It, absolutely. And you better have the heart going yeah. in of what's your true desired outcome. Yeah. What are you really trying to get? That's to? right. Right. And, and some people say they use the excuse, well, I'm not good at that. Yeah. Well, you're never going to get good at it if you don't practice. It's all reps, isn't right. it, man? It's all reps. The more it's you do it, we talk to people every day. Yeah. We talk to people everybody who are, they're afraid to stand and deliver. And mm-hmm. and they might be in a new role now that's going to, where they have to make presentations. Well, I can't do that. Yes, you can. Yeah. Yeah. Do you got it? You're going to have to fail a bunch before you get good at something. Okay. Writers know this. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have good writing. If you want to be an author, you're not going to write well, unless you produce a bunch of stuff you're not proud of. Yeah. It's the reps. It's doing it every single day so that your craft gets better. Yeah. Just about almost in anything we do. How do you become the best version of yourself? The best of the best. Yeah. It's all do it over. What did Kobe do? Just shot free throws yeah. one after another, after right. another, after another. Yep. And it's just like, it's reps, it's attempts, it's failure. It's all of that. Yeah. And that will bring forward success in, in, in your life. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Man. Yeah. You see that you see the ones that are the best of the best, right? But they, they show up before anyone else. They practice with them. And when everyone else leaves, they're still there. Yeah. That's right. right. They're on the field. They're in the gym. They would have, they want to have that craft. Yep. Right. Absolutely. So absolutely, yeah. man. So, you know, I mean, we, we built this conversation all around this idea of our leader action plans mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and goal setting and, and keeping it, alive and in the airspace in our organization and all of these things becoming part of our vernacular. It's been a long journey, hasn't it? I mean, it's a, this stuff doesn't happen overnight, but but we're discovering how things can get expedited when we stay committed right. to growth and to doing things a certain way. And leader action plan just kind of represents well, that. That's, that's the beauty of what's happening here in our organization. And, and the thing that's even more beautiful is that it's coming from the top, right? Jason is 100% bought in. Our senior leadership is all bought in. On where we're at and where we're going. And I remember years ago when I first started here, there were comments like, oh, flavor of the month, 
this will never last. Yeah. We'll go back. Yeah. But kudos to them. And yeah. Kudos to where we're at and yeah. the, and the, the people they put behind it to say, let's yeah. go get it. Let's yeah. win. We can be a force for good, right? We can help people become the best version of themselves. That's right. Um, if we stay on track. Absolutely. So absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, I can tell you this right now. I've already changed my goals a couple times this year already. Going to one eighty five. Pardon? You going to one eighty five? Going to one eighty five. I'm not on that same track yet. All right, just, I need you. I'm not saying. Help me out. So help here's what I out. here's what I did. I, I edited one. You know, so I'm a, like I I've not committed enough time to reading. Like for instance, I'm just giving an example. So I started this week. I kind of aimed low. I'm like I'm gonna read eight books this year, and I'm like that's that's baloney for me. I can do better than that. So I've changed that number. I've upped it. It's to 12. I want to beat that. Yeah. So that's the kind of culture we're trying to do, right? Yeah, we we right. want to do the types of things and we want to stretch ourselves. Do we want it to be achievable or attainable? Absolutely. We yeah. do, right? Yeah. But it, but when we start to stretch ourselves a little bit, we're just like, ah, I think I got a little bit more in me, mm-hmm. right? You might get, so you true. might end up at 180, yeah. right? So, hey. 183.7. That'd be success in my mind, brother. Man, I hope my wife doesn't listen to this thing. (laughs) At least not until August. There's going to be a note on the fridge. Yes, sir. (laughs) Yeah, good. I mean, always, always great to be with you. Any final thoughts that you want to say to close this out? You know, I, I can truthfully say that things like goal setting and, and even the accountability that comes along with, with, goals and, and so forth. I, I was not strong. Like this organization like has grown me in a number of different ways. Some of the things we touched on today, like even the candid conversations, you know, mm-hmm. I, I found myself avoiding and shying away from those things way too much in days past. Yeah. I, I wish I'd have had a Bill Coughlin that was on my doorstep, you know, saying like, Hey man, we got to deal with this. Right. Yeah. I, I, when I look yeah. back on, on my, my own life when I was when I was much younger, I was like, I wish I would have had somebody like, wish I'd have had a coach. Yeah. Right. Somebody that's and I kind of did, but I think I maybe pushed him away. And I wish he would have come at me a little bit stronger. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that drives what I do with our teams right now. I, I I try to be the person that 20 years from now, they they if you know, in their situation like mine, where they would have hoped that they, they had somebody that would have noticed and come alongside them to grow them as a leader. That's what I want to be. I want to fill fill that gap for our leaders, yeah. you know, as often yeah. as I can. And then we want our ops, other people in our organization. They don't have to do what we do to fill that gap. We really believe that everybody needs a coach. I still yeah. need one, and I still have one. Yeah. So you know, so it's those are the things for me that have impacted my life, and I think a lot of that has been because we're in a growth environment. And then this little tool, the Leader Action Plan, is one of the reasons why we have a growth environment. Agreed. You know, it's it's so funny and you talk about having a coach. I was so blessed to have a coach for 20 plus years wow. and um, just just the greatest guy. And, uh, and he passed away years ago. And I always but I always told Joe, I said, you know what, someday because he had such a huge impact on my life, wow. my um, professional career. I said, someday I'm going to do what you're doing. Wow. And uh, and that's what sort of brought me into where I'm at today. It's an unbelievable blessing. I hope that anyone listening realizes that there there are people out there that want to help you yeah. right and they'll push you and it's it's like an unbelievable blessing when you have them yeah right absolutely so we can all use them absolutely so, yeah, yeah. it's been fun buddy yeah same here same yeah. here thanks for listening and continue to grow continue to hold each other accountable and continue to uh become the best version of yourself thanks for joining today's built to lead podcast Tune in next time to add even more fuel to your leadership journey as you make business a force for good in our world. We'll see you soon.
The views and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the view or mission of Lipper Components Incorporated. Mm-hmm.